Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Warrior Within, and I just want to let you know I'm sorry for the late podcast, but my wife and I had a couple appointments Monday and Tuesday, plus I had to do shoveling, because we actually got about, I think it was seven inches of snow, and it has helped the fires in Colorado kind of cooled off quite a bit, like huge containment. Um, it even snowed longer than expected because it started in Sunday. It was just stopped Monday morning, but it actually continued and even into the early afternoon. So thank you. For the, thank the Lord for such snow. And um, so I had to shovel on Monday and I was tired. And yesterday I had another appointment. And it was just I was just worn out. And so today, you know, here I am. You know, I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you guys will uh be open about what I'm going to talk about today. Um, actually, what came to my mind, I was going to do it last week, but I decided to do it this week, and it's kind of a continuation of what we're talking about with men feeling kind of worthless um, because of what we've done. And if you guys have never actually studied the life of Paul and Acts, especially, but you know through his epistles, which are his letters, because epistle means letter. And how he talks to members of the church and stuff like that. Um, Paul used to be one character that I just did not like for a long time. I thought he was arrogant. I thought that I, I just could not like this guy. And I remember for a long time, you know, David's always been my favorite Bible character to focus on. But I remember going for my bachelor's and I took the class on Acts and I wasn't sure if I was going to like it but I ended up liking it even more um, it even opened up my eyes to uh, about Paul that I did not see before you know when I thought he was arrogant what I've discovered it was not arrogance that I was seeing it was confidence uh, he I mean, if you know the story at first, he was known as Saul. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was going to be the big shot in town. He was going to be well-known in the Pharisee world. And he decided to make a commitment of going and finding all of these Christians, imprison them, punishment, whatever he had to do to get rid of this cult. This group of this sect of people who are following a hypocrite slash someone who is calling himself God and he was a human, you know, they, they they just saw heresy. So as he was going around doing that, he was a witness at Stephen's um, basically stoning and being the first martyr of Christian Christianity. And as time went. As he continued to go and um, do what he thought was God's will for him, he ended up eventually meeting Jesus face to face in the road to Damascus. Now, if you're interested in that part of his life, it's Saul's conversion section. It's actually Acts 9. Um, I recommend you guys just see you know, the, the whole conversation between him and Jesus. And he ultimately, he, he, he basically told Jesus, I thought I was doing what you wanted. And, and Jesus is like, yeah, but you're persecuting my people. Why are you doing that? And, you know, and the idea is that 
gotta understand guys the idea is that the jews have been taught the old testament from basically birth and if you were blessed you were given the opportunity to be under the pharisees or the sadducees you know some jewish leadership that would take you a little bit beyond what you could learn because usually you went to school until i think it was 12 and you were taught a lot but you continue to go further if you basically you're going to be a master of understanding of the old testament and paul was one of those people now the issue was during this time frame if you know your history israel was under the law of rome so they were their own country but they were ruled by rome and in history if you look in the old testament every time know jews did something wrong and they were put underneath somebody else god always provided some type of hero or judge or a chosen one literally to lead these people out of captivity and back to owning their own country so during this time rome owns israel so israel's looking for some type of hero that's gonna get on on, on a horse come in take command lead the people into freedom from captivity of the Roman Empire and then there's Jesus born by underneath Mary and Joseph his dad was a carpenter and he's not necessarily the richest person in the world and he's not running around trying to create some type of army and their expectation was like the Old Testament so Jesus did not come to free these people from oppression of the Roman Empire. He came to free people from the crushing blow of sin. So one of the things that's very interesting discussing about Jesus that a lot of times we don't really think about, we, we keep thinking that Jesus was this like soft-handed white person with brown hair reality is guys he most likely learned how to be a carpenter so his hands were probably calloused maybe even big from all the work that he was using splintered and probably wouldn't be surprised if he had cuts on there from the wood he would use from sanding being dry that way and since he was jewish he most likely had a darker complexion probably darker hair brown eyes um definitely did not look like an American white European but here's the thing guys we can't sit there and focus on that we got to focus on his purpose why he came and you see he came to save this world from our sin nature he came to not necessarily bring peace in the sense of being passive I th- once again, you know, that word passive keeps coming back, and I-, I think men really fall under that trap too much. Jesus wasn't passive. He was peaceful because his outcome, his goal was to bring peace and hope in a world that's corrupted and broken. But he wasn't there to also not fight for God, uh, for his truth. And you guys got to understand that moment when 
Judas kissed him and betrayed him in that moment and those guards came to take him, you, you guys realize that Jesus did not have to follow through. He didn't have to choose that if he truly did not want to. He even asked God to remove such a burden off of him. But that moment, he, he willingly allowed them to take him, beat him, whip him, ruse him to, to a point where you didn't even, didn't even recognize him. And he willingly took that cross up. He willingly got on that cross. He willingly died on that cross for us. You guys got to understand that. And sadly, Paul, who was Saul at the time, totally missed that. He was so blinded by rituals and laws and rules that he missed his savior, an opportunity to probably even be around Jesus because he wasn't young. He wasn't like a kid when Jesus was around. He was probably maybe a few years younger than him, you know, probably mid twenties because they believe Jesus was 32 when all, all this started happening. So he wasn't like he was 15 or 12 or anything like that. He was he was a pretty much a older young man. And, you know, watching Stephen get stoned, he thought he was doing something right. And I, and I don't know how many of you feel that way or have thought about that way. How many of you guys have actually felt that maybe you failed so badly? There's no way Jesus could use you. I don't know how many of you feel that your past is just so burdensome. There's no way a God could forgive you. I don't know if any of you feel that you're so addicted to something or so hurt, so broken, that God couldn't fix you. If you really feel that way, guys, inside, because I know a lot of us don't want to share our inner feelings. This is a moment right now. I want you guys to be a little bit vulnerable as we continue this. Think about yourself. Are you struggling? Do you feel like you're, you're just empty and there's no way you could be pulled out of the the pit I want you to think about it for a moment as uh, as we go to a quick commercial um, think about that as, as you listen to the basically the ad and we'll be right back Hey guys, welcome back. I hope you guys were thinking about that moment. You see, Satan wants us to so much focus on our emptiness, our brokenness, our, our, our worthlessness. He wants us to think that you and I have no capability of getting out of the quicksand or the hole or the pit because who wants to use something that's dirty, broken, and useless? And that's that such a lie. You guys got to understand this. You see, Paul, or I should say Saul at the moment, 
was going to Damascus because he was going to go there and persecute the Christians there. He was going to find them and he was going to hunt them down. He was going to put them in prison. He, he, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if he tried to get some of them executed because he was so so thought that he was doing the right thing and sometimes i think guys we think we're doing the right thing we think we're following god's plan we think we are doing what he wants us to be doing in the areas that we're doing it and then we kind of forget the one important part we chase after rituals and ideas and philosophies and what is biblically correct through human theology and ideals and philosophies and we focus on the picture and not the painter Saul was so distracted he he never recalled the scriptures that talked about Emmanuel because you know you gotta understand that his name was Emmanuel you know God with us they forgot about the verses talking about where he'd be born like it just all that just kind of slipped their mind and i think saul earnestly thought all that he was taught was enough in that moment in damascus when that bright light came blinding him knocking him off his horse and of course he was the only one that could see all this and I'm sure everybody else around him were thinking, did he just lose his mind? Is he, did he drink something? Did he take something? But Jesus confronted him, telling him, why are you persecuting me? And he was like, but I'm not, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what you asked. And he goes, no, you're not. You're doing basically what you think I want you to be doing by persecuting those that I have put in place know me is what is basically what to know who I am I've told you in the whole testament I was coming and you weren't paying attention and it's like all that knowledge just suddenly just made sense in that moment in that moment Saul became Paul he became a Christian a believer someone who loved and followed God wholeheartedly so much that when he was told to go to the Damascus he was supposed to look for a certain man and if you guys can remember his name, that would be pretty cool. Um, I always forget his name because his moment was to help Paul, basically. And Ananias. And Ananias was, of course, scared in that moment because he didn't know Paul was, you know, Saul trying to persecute him or lying. And But then he could feel the God, Jesus' presence in him, basically. So, guys, you understand that the Holy Spirit's in you. So even if in even in your failure, like Paul was feeling, the Holy Spirit was still seen in him. So it is possible for you and me to have the same same thing. And in that moment, Paul changed. And I think that's the idea that you have to get in your head. If you don't want to be where you're at, if you don't want to be in a pit, you don't want to be lost, you don't want to be broken, change. Paul changed. He even changed his name, but he changed. And I think that's the one thing you guys got to remember is you got to change. You don't want to be in sin, change. Find help. Get the help you need to get away from an addiction. Find help to get yourself on the right track. If you're teaching what you thought was good stuff or righteous stuff or biblical stuff, study. Find a pastor. Talk. Get into a Bible study. 
get into a group or they're talking about biblical stuff and learn. But be mindful if it's going into intellectual thinking of philosophy and theology that's human-made, then you're going on the wrong track. Scripture is not meant to be that difficult. Scripture is not meant to be uh, so much where you focus on these ideals over the gospel message of Christ. Ultimately, Paul, with all his knowledge, he still focused on the gospel message. He didn't go talking about, you know, are you sure you accepted Christ when you prayed when you were eight? Are you sure? Since you can't remember the time, the, the actual date that you accepted Christ, that moment, how you felt, maybe you're not saying you can't do that. So I can tell you this, I don't remember what time it was when I accepted Christ. I do remember it was after church. I don't remember. I, so that means it has to be a Sunday. I don't remember the exact date. I'm pretty sure it was before my birthday. And I just remember the moment when I asked my my dad, when I told my Sunday school teacher, we, he took me to the park and we talked about it. And we talked about sin. We talked about what Jesus did. We talked about um, his purpose, why he had to die. Because that was my question. Why did Jesus have to die? If God could just, you know, wave his hand and save us all. And we talked about that and I accepted Christ. But I don't remember the time. I didn't look at my my watch and something, write it down. I was seven or eight. I can't remember how old I was. I don't I don't remember, you know, <clears throat> was it super sunny? Was it hot? Was it cold? Were the birds singing? Was there, you know, light shining down? I don't remember exactly which picnic table we were at. I just remember the setting it was at a park. And I remember just sitting there listening to my dad. I remember accepting Christ. You see, <clears throat> we're not promised to never break. We're not promised to never fail. What we're promised is that we have a Savior that we can follow. A King. Our Lord. Because in that moment when we accept Christ, it's not about getting away from sin or you know getting fire insurance. It's all about understanding that my Lord, my King, came down on this earth born a baby into a poor family, learned how to be a carpenter, and then did the Lord's work. And he shared the gospel message. He opened up the eyes of people to see who he was. And that's who we're supposed to be representing, how, how we're supposed to be living. He is supposed to be the ideal of what we're supposed to be following. We are his servants. And Paul understood it in that moment when he fell on his knees, what he was doing wrong. You see, just because you may think you're doing something good, if it's not of the scriptures, if it's not God asking you to do it, it's not right. Just because you haven't hurt anybody doesn't mean that it's not wrong. These are ideals that are getting put in our Christian culture and and our kids are getting it from the culture itself. The worst thing you could do is think that because if I don't hurt somebody, therefore I'm not doing something wrong. Biblically speaking, just because you have consent from a woman to have sex with her does not mean you're not lusting after her because you're not married. Doesn't mean you're, you're not living an immoral lifestyle because you are. Just because you drink and sometimes get drunk, it doesn't mean that you're, you're not a drunkard. As soon as you get drunk, you're a drunkard. That means you're not watching out for yourself. You're not protecting yourself. You're not keeping yourself on track. 
You see, we keep trying to lessen our good, or, or I should say our wrong, by saying we do enough good, which is not scriptural. Our, our good does not weigh our bad. Sin is sin. So as soon as you do it, it is a sin. And God, you know, has forgiven you, but you need to get yourself right. You need to start working on yourself. You know, guys, I still have to work on myself all the time. I fail. I make mistakes. It doesn't mean that I don't make mistakes just because I'm doing this podcast. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, walking a better life than everybody else because I, I can talk about this stuff and share it with you and help you guys understand. No, that's not how it works. I still have to work for myself to build up my relationship with my Lord. I still have to spend time in prayer with my Lord. I still got to study with my Lord. I still got to do all this stuff with my Lord to help me keep myself accountable and walking right and doing what God asks of me. And it should be the same to you. It doesn't matter how deep your hole is, get out of it. Ask for help. Someone put their hand down there and pull you out. Not lost. You're only lost if you think you're lost. You're only broken because you think you're broken. God's right there with his hand out waiting for you just to reach out and say, help me. Fix me. Get me on the right track. Get me out of this pit. Get me away from addiction. Help me to treat my girlfriend right and not have sexual relationships with her. If I'm living with her, Lord, open up an opportunity where we either get married right off the bat or we or a place for her or I, I can stay so we're not living together and not doing something that's not by you. You see, it's that simple, guys. It's not going to be easy work, but it's simply just asking for help. You're not worthless. You're not broken. You're only broken if Satan keeps convincing you that you are. Step up today. Make this choice today to not be fooled thinking you're doing everything correct or you're so broken you can never be fixed. Because you guys got to understand, Paul persecuted Christians. They still feared him when he went to cities. Because they only heard that he had changed. But because they hadn't seen it, they were not sure. It's the same thing for you and I. Our mistakes may define it sometimes with people, but when they start seeing the change in us, they see the spirit in us because we're wanting to change. We're asking God to change us and to make us into what we're supposed to be. He will bless that. Understand that Paul hurt people, guys. He hurt people, and in some ways, he probably felt he murdered them. But when he understood who Christ was to him, it changed him. And he was willing to be changed, and he worked hard for the Lord as a messenger, a speaker, until his death, which many believe he was killed in prison. Um, probably either by crucifixion or hung, whatever it may be, or even his head chopped off. They did not. They don't know exactly what happened to him. But that's the thing, guys. We don't know the path the Lord needs us to be on if you don't ask. And he can't pull you out of the hole if you don't ask. He can't put you back together if you don't ask. We keep wallowing in our, in our sufferings and our struggles, then we're going to wallow in those sufferings and those struggles. 
this is your shining moment right now and this this moment right after this podcast take a moment ask god to reveal what he needs to work in you whether to get you out of this pit addiction whether to get you on 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 a path that's more focused on his will and not your own even though you may think it's good stuff that you're doing it may not be what God wants you to be doing because sometimes I think we do that just because it seems like a biblical thing to be doing. We never ask God. That's the key thing. If you don't ask, then how are you supposed to know? Don't just assume that you're doing what God has asked of you. So make sure today, take a moment, take a quiet time at some point today or whenever you hear this, take a quiet time silence and just you and God and just ask him all these questions about what you're doing whether you're in the sin that you need to get fixed or get right I should say whether you need to figure out a way to work with your girlfriend where you guys aren't living together whether it's you think you failed so bad that God can't even use you or you think you are doing the right thing but it just seems like it's just about me about yourself ask God is this what I'm supposed to be doing and remember Paul wrote a lot of epistles that are in the scripture which means God used him and if you're really curious about who Paul is and the stuff that he did read his his epistles because you're going to discover that Paul was a really intelligent guy and every city he visited he understood what was going on in that town And so when he approached non-believers and um, Jews that were there, he understood the culture that they lived in. That's why he wrote the letter sometimes to scold them, because they were allowing sin that should not have been in there. You see, God can take someone like him and use him for something better than he can ever imagine, only because Paul was willing It's the same for you and I taking this moment and asking God, please show me what I'm supposed to be doing. Am I supposed to be doing more? Because you're not worthless and he can still use you. Dearly Father, thank you for this moment. I thank you for all that you do for each of us. And sometimes we don't pay attention to the good that you do. We focus too much on the bad stuff lord like 2020 has been a rough year for many i pray that you bring blessing and i pray that you start opening eyes and ears and hearts in this moment that they will see how you can use them and transform them and change them into the man that they need to be the warrior they're supposed to be in this culture in their family and in the world that they're in Reveal to them, Lord. Reveal to them your purpose for them. Reveal to them that their sin life, their brokenness, their hurt, whatever it may be that's keeping them down is, one, against you, so they need to repent if it's sin. Two, if it's a lie that Satan's been placing in their head for years, decades, however long it's been, remove that lie and let them see you. And if they feel so broken that all that they've gone through, they feel like nothing, let them feel whole again, Lord. Let them feel loved. Let them know that there are people that can 
be there for them and encourage them. But they need to ask. So I ask today, Lord, give them boldness to ask. Give them courage to ask you. And bless that moment. Let them find peace and joy in that moment. I thank you, Lord, once again for providing such an amazing relationship with you. And I pray that you allow me to continue to walk the path you have for me. And any man that's listening to this, do the same to them. Well, guys, I really hope this podcast will help you guys really think about some of the hurt, pain, and even the sins in your life that could be blocking you from doing what God has for you. Don't be afraid to ask. Just ask. Search for answers. Don't don't sit back. Don't be quiet. Don't think, if you're younger, don't think when you get older, you'll figure it out. No, do it now. Because God can use you in any age right now. And if you're older, don't think your time is done. As long as you're breathing, God has a purpose. Ask. Guys, have a blessed day.